podcasting fam. So this one, this episode is actually all the way in Arkansas. And a quick side about that. Uh, when I was a little girl, I used to think that Arkansas and Arkansas were two different states. Good to know that they're not. Moving on. Uh, I meet here and we end up talking about the Baxter County Historical and Genealogical Society. And it's in what is now Mountain Home. And I used to live in this area uh, for a few years when I was really small. So it was kind of a little bit of a going back home story for me. Um, But I got to go and do this wonderful genealogical society, which we're going to talk about. It has a lot of really great resources for anyone who's in the area. Um, They do uh, a, a lot with their local families to try to mark down all the family histories and try to teach people about their own past. And uh, we talk about the soda fountains that are there inside the Genealogical Society. And then we also talk about the Casey House, which is managed by the Genealogical Society. So stay tuned after this episode. And I'm going to give you a little bit more history on the Casey House because it has some fun little tidbits that kind of got left out during the initial interview that I wanted to make sure were included. And I would also like to apologize. Um, This recording, the audio isn't the best quality. I'm not really sure what went wrong, but what I'm thinking is I've been packing around this recording gear um, just kind of in in a case and it's been beat a lot. It hasn't been handled with much love and care as I should have. So this has uh, pushed me to purchase new recording equipment so that that way I can provide you guys with kind of better audio quality, which I think is important because uh, it drives me a little bit crazy when something has bad audio and I don't want to be known as the podcast with bad audio. So I'm working on fixing that for you guys. Hopefully that will be here uh, before I do my next episode. And we're closing in on the new year, so um, I'm really, really excited for uh, January because I have a special three-part episode, uh, my first ever three-part episode that I'm going to be doing, um, and it's going to be kind of a a special deal, so uh, I hope that you're looking forward to that. I know I am, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you listen to this episode. Welcome, everybody. Hi again. Um, Today, I'm with David Benedict, uh, who is the president of the Baxter County Historical and Genealogical Society. And the building that we're in is the Baxter County Heritage Center. So welcome. Good to be here uh, and visit with you on your blog. So uh, tell you a little bit about ourselves. This society has existed since 1974. It's an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization, and our mission, least stated, is preserving the past for the future. And we do that in a number of different ways, and uh, just to name a few of those, we have several buildings that we maintain that are historical in nature. This one, where our Heritage Center is, began originally as the sweet shop, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But we also have the Casey House, which is the oldest house still standing in Mountain Home. We'll talk about that some more later on. We also own and maintain the Buford Schoolhouse Museum, which is about 
four miles out of Mountain Home to the southwest. It's a two-room schoolhouse built in 1935. It's on the National Register of Historic Places, as is the Casey House. You guys manage quite a few properties. We do. We have another property uh, up on Main Street, 511 South Main Street, that used to be the Baxter Bulletin newspaper office and the Shiras Brothers print shop. And the Shiras Brothers basically took over the Baxter Bulletin in about 1904. Came down from the Kansas City area, two brothers, Tom Shiras and Anna Shiras, and started the that newspaper business here. So we have that building. It's a an empty building right now. We do rent it out and use it as an income property. It represents a lot of the history of this area. The Baxter Bulletin, as well as some papers in the neighboring counties, have been a, a main resource of knowing about the history, and we use use it constantly. We have a little arrangement with the Baxter Bulletin, which is still publishing in a new building now, but uh, uh, we have permission from them to use whatever they publish you know, to help present the history that occurs here. So, anyway, uh, where do you want to go from here? You have all of these different buildings, but you also have a lot in this building here that the public can actually access. You know, your website online, you have all of your quarterly reports. Several databases on there, including our quarterlies going back to 1974 and up to some recent years. They're not, the more recent issues are on there yet, but we will add them gradually. And then you also have, I mean, it's a genealogical society as well. So you have a really great database in the back room here where people can come in and look at all kinds of historical documents. And this section of our library that you're looking at right over there, that's all family histories. And we have uh, any more resources like that in our filing cabinets here. This is our vertical file, which has all kinds of documents about places and events, but then there's a whole section that's all family history. So there's so, all different things that you can actually learn if you're from this area right. and you have family Plus the fact here. that we're now able, like anybody is, to work with uh, online resources like Ancestry.com and FamilySearch.org and so forth. And we use all those things. Very cool. So you can come in and do that or you can come in and check out you in the front room. You kind of you have a museum set up there. And the one item that we wanted to start talking about was the sweet shop. And along this entire wall, you have all the pieces, the original pieces that were in this building. Well, I don't know if the glasses on the shelves are the original uh, pieces. but no, uh, Not real glasses. That's it. We're the done. soda fountain originated or was originally in the spot where it now sits. This building that is now our heritage center was built in 1950 as the sweet shop. And so it was a soda fountain and candy store and a place for people to come and have some food. It was two doors down from one of the local movie theaters, so that made it convenient for moviegoers. And uh, however, I don't know why, but the sweet shop didn't operate for too long. A couple of years closed, and the soda fountain was up to the square in Mountain Home and became part of the Baker Drug Store, which was on the north side of the square. For many years, that soda fountain operated there, and then uh, eventually the Baker Drug Company closed, 
And that building that it was in was later bought by Will and Lori Gregory, and that's where the Gregory Jewelry Company. But uh, Will and Lori had the soda fountain in the back of that building. And so when we moved in here in 2012, members of the society worked with them and got permission to move the soda fountain in here, back where it originally began. And you have some photos on display on it of the original... Original the, staff, the owner and his staff on the opening day in, no, I believe it was November 18, 1950. And what were the workers called? Something jerk? Well, in those days, we talked about somebody that worked at a soda fountain, soda fountain as a soda jerk. <laughs> and it was because, what, they, they like jerked? I suppose the, because they jerked on the handles for the fountain drinks and that kind of thing. It's really funny. I don't know the real history of the term soda jerk. Okay. And so you actually had two of the girls that you have photos of that used to work in the shop. Yes. They came in about five years ago. Yes, they came in to visit. Of course, they were elderly ladies, but uh, it was nice to have them come by and visit and talk to us us about working at the soda fountain. And um, it was just a soda fountain back in those days was basically like you just went there and you got ice cream and soda, right? For like floats Sandwiches sometimes, different things like that. So... You could come in and view the soda fountain. And the other item that we really wanted to talk about isn't exactly in here, but it has a huge history in Mountain Home. Yes. And it is the Casey House. The Casey House is the oldest house still standing in Mountain Home. Uh, Casey House has stood on the same spot ever since 1858. It's never been moved. And it's down at the corner of the Baxter County Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds used to be the Casey Farm, a dog trot house, which means it has a breezeway in the middle and rooms on either side. Through the years, it's had uh, some attached rooms that have now been removed. And there was a little building in front of the Casey house that the colonel had a little store in, and it also served as the first post office in this area, and the first place where court was held. So it's a very historical house, and it's on the National Register of Historic Places. We have it open for tours whenever we can, and our last monthly meeting, our July meeting, September meeting, was held at the Casey House. When uh, the pandemic came, we couldn't have our meetings in the library, where we usually do so. We have had meetings in the Buford Schoolhouse, and uh, so we've been able to continue our monthly meetings. That's another feature of our society. We have a meeting each month, and we try each time to have somebody who can come and speak about some aspect of our history. So for for the Casey House, the colonel was a widower, and he brought his mother with him. Right. He came over from Tennessee in 18... 57 probably, and uh, he was a widower, had been married in Tennessee, uh, and lost his wife, and so he wanted to bring his mother with him, and the story is that she said, I'll go if you build me a house, not a cabin. She didn't want a cabin, and so Colonel Casey did have the house erected, and uh, we think it's probably the oldest frame house in Mountain Home. And what what kind of things do you have inside the house? What can you see when you visit it? Our goal 
would be to get as many things in there from the Casey era. And the Casey family basically had the house in ownership of some family member from 1858 until about 1905. So we try to get artifacts in there that represent that period of time. There's probably only one artifact in the house that actually belonged to a Casey family member, and it's a trunk, a travel trunk, that belonged to Sam Casey, one of the grandsons of Colonel Casey. We have a four-poster bed in there. Uh, the house has one fireplace and chimney now. It originally had two, one on each end to heat the two spaces, but one of them was taken off at one point. And a lot of the material that's in the house is still original material. Well, that's pretty much the items that we really wanted to talk about. Um, I looked around and you guys have a really nice, there's a, a Native American exhibit. There's a, an exhibit for um, all the, the impressive dams that are around this area. And the Norfolk Dam and the Bull Shoals Dam. Yeah. We're actually going to go take a trip. You're going to take us down to the Casey house. Okay. And um, we're, we're going to get a nice uh, personal tour, which I'm really excited about. Um, but thank you so much for being willing to be on the podcast with me. Well, you're really welcome. And uh, hope that your readers and listeners will come and see us when they're in the Baxter County area. Yeah, please do. It's a really cool, it's a really cool building and really cool. We're place. open, I should say, on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons from noon until four. All right. As promised, I'm going to give you a little bit more brief history on the Casey House. And it was really cool when we came in and did this interview. We were actually able to go and visit the Casey house and walk around it. And I mean, it's really this little gem kind of in the middle of where you wouldn't expect. It's right next to these huge, big fairgrounds. Um, so and it has a really important place in the history, as you know, we kind of talked about in the interview. But uh, I just want to reiterate, you know, the Casey house is the oldest still standing structure in Mountain Home in Arkansas. And um, the guy who built it was Colonel Randolph Casey, you know, as we said in 1858, but he sometimes went by the name of Ran, which that's just not okay. But this dog trot cabin, the way that it kind of looks is basically um, a single story house with a hole right through the middle of it that goes all the way through. And it's about the size of a room, this hole. And so you have on one side of the building, um, basically a single room that was used for like the kitchens area, the kitchen area during uh, wintertime storage, things like that. And then you had to walk through the middle of the dog trot hole, which was open. It had a roof over it, but the sides were open. And then you had to go into the other side of the house, which was another small room. And that was where the bedrooms were kept and things like that. So that's what's called the dog trot cabin cabin. And these were really, really useful because, you know, during the summer months when you didn't have any air conditioning, that place, that little area was used as a third room. So people could actually sleep out there if it was getting really hot and there was this wonderful breeze that would be sucked in through. Um, they could do their cooking out there during all but basically the winter months. So that, that way they wouldn't, you know, smell up the house and um, they weren't, you know, getting any smoke inside their lungs uh, for the most part. So they were really, really great design. And the one, the example that we have, the Casey house, um, it actually was built really well. He did a great job. It survived the Civil War in the 1860s. And uh, it actually had a near devastating volcano in 1985. So these dog trot cabins have a chimney on either end 
to heat both of the two rooms. And unfortunately, that tornado uh, messed up. It destroyed one of the chimneys, uh, but it still has the other one standing, and it still actually has uh, Randolph Casey's initials and the year was built in that chimney. So I guess if you had to pick one of the two to get destroyed, it's better that it wasn't the one that actually had the date and the name on it. The building has stood in its same spot through the settlement of Baxter County, um, the growth of Mountain Home, and the establishment, as I said, the establishment of the fairgrounds just outside. So Randolph Casey was born in Tennessee in 1810, and after the death of his first wife, Jilla Dean, in 1857, he moved to Arkansas with his then-widowed mother, Catherine. He had some older daughters back home. There were two married daughters, but they stayed in Tennessee. They were already grown and married and, and doing their own thing. So Casey was actually following the lead of his younger brother, John, who was a doctor, and he had arrived to settle the area um, on the banks kind of of the North Fork River, and it was near um, the pioneer Jacob Wolf, who comes into play really heavily in the history of this area because they basically have the Wolf House, um, and these two families are intimately connected, and their history is basically what brought up this town of Mountain Home. And, you know, later, Dr. John Casey actually married Jacob Wolf's daughter. Anyway, you know, Ran, good old Ran, wanted to push further west, and, you know, during this time, steamboat, steamboats carried settlers down to the North Fork to the White River. And, you know, they went as far as Buffalo. And, the, you know, these folks would travel by wagon or horse or on foot after they got dropped off by the steamboats. And um, at Buffalo, um, Randolph and his mother offloaded their belongings into a wagon. And they drove the few miles to Raps Barren, which, I mean, is now Mountain Home. Um, right then, it was just a small settlement that was kind of slowly growing. And, you know, when he got there, he built their house and he actually also opened a small store. You know, it mostly sold you know, salt, sugar, cloth, gunpowder, you know, the kind of things that, you know, early pioneers really needed. Um, it also served as the local post office. And unfortunately, the store building, it was built right next to his house. That's gone. But the history is still there, as it were. The Casey house, when he originally built it, was actually um, pretty advanced, a lot more than a typical cabin that you would see at the times, at the, during that time. You know, it had two porches, full front and back porches. It had a stone, two stone fireplace. It had glass windows. So it was pretty plush. And that's probably one of the reasons why it's still standing is because he had the, the know-how and the money to make it a really nice, sturdy building. And inside, you know, the house kind of tells the story of pioneer life. There's this really cool carved mantle and the floors are super nicely fitted together. Um, you can actually see uh, if you go into the house, you can see the, the newspaper that was used as wallpaper underneath the walls, um, which is kind of a fun thing to see. So a little bit later, Casey served as a colonel in the Confederate Army and he fought in the Battle of Pea Ridge. And so this story um, is kind of interesting. We're not sure exactly how true it is, but it's kind of one of those, you know, stories. While he was home on leave, um, he was captured by Union soldiers. There was a, a small force of them kind of passing through the area, and they just happened upon him. And as the story goes, they were preparing to hang Casey from a tree in his own front yard, and the noose was already around his neck. They were ready to go. 
but apparently Casey made a secret gesture to the Union captain, signaling that he was a member of the Masonic Order. And fortunately, this captain was apparently also a fellow Mason, and he just ordered his men to release Casey and just ride away without burning the house down. So he really looked out on that part, and so did the history of the town, because this man was so fundamental in actually shaping the, the town itself. So um, in 1873, Baxter County was formed as an actual county. It was kind of carved out of some of the adjoining counties. And Casey actually helped to set up the county government. Um, he also held um, court, like he, he held court in his store, um, for which the county actually paid him $7 a month, which I'm sure was a pretty great contribution. Around this time, Arkansas was near the end of the painful post-war reconstruction period. And Casey's doctor brother, John, arrived in town and opened the area's first real general store, a pharmacy and a post office combination. And he settled on what was to become the town square with the construction of the first courthouse in 1880. In 1879, Rudolph Casey married the much younger Elizabeth Smith, um, and then sadly he died in 1896. He left three sons under the age of 10, and his grave can actually be found in the Mountain Home Cemetery, along with many of his family members and the Jacob Wolf family members. Um, the two clans, they, you know, they were really close. They had a lot of history. There were many marriages that connected them. So going back to the history of the Casey house... In 1909, the Casey family was gone from the Dog Trot house. You know, it was sold, and following years it had owners, renters. It kind of became a little rundown. And then in 1950, the land that it sits on had become part of Fairgrounds property. Um, but, you know, even though it was Fairgrounds, there really wasn't anything done to preserve the cabin until two locals, Lloyd Fisk and Neil Nelson, bought the building to keep it from being destroyed. So, you know, in 1971, these two convinced the county to buy the cabin with the idea of preserving it. And in 1976, a federal grant provided about $800, most of which went into a fence to protect the house from vandals. Um, the Baxter County Historical Society then stepped in. Um, they raised money for a new roof and some other repairs. A whole bunch, you know, it was a whole community effort. The community came together. Most of the labor was donated. Any of the old houses, buildings in the area that were demolished, they were scoured for, you know, unique items and antique glass or broken windows, 19th century flooring, things like that. And then all those items that were found were brought to be housed at the Casey house as part of the, the exhibit. And there was actually some items from the Wolf house as well. And so, you know, this house is a really cool house to go see. It's a perfect example of a dog trot house. And then the man behind it, you know, he had this history of kind of building up this area and turning the town into what it is today. And all of his little youngsters were the ones that were also part of continuing the town's history. So it's a really cool little additional gem to actually visiting the genealogical society itself. So if you find yourself in Mountain Home, Arkansas, I highly suggest um, you know, contacting this society and being like, hey, I would love to see if I can check out this house. I'm sure, you know, they're more than happy to, to give us a view. I wanted to give a thanks. Uh, they're actually going to be promoting my podcast um, on their quarterly report, the Genealogical Society's quarterly report. So 
I'm going to try to get a hold of that and see if I can post it um, on the website and the, the links down below um, to see, see for you guys to just check out. It's, I, I thought that that was pretty cool. A little bit of fun, um, special moment for me, you know, to be on a quarterly report. I know that sounds really dirty, but it was a huge deal to me. <laughs> and also, if you guys are interested, I always try to post pictures and things of the areas that I've been to so you can actually really see what we have talked about. You know, the main website that I host this podcast on is curatorschoice.buzzsprout.com. Unfortunately, that hosting site doesn't allow me to post pictures of anything, mostly just links. So I also have an accompanying website that's my own personal website that I have kind of like in a blog form. Um, and it is where I put all of the different pictures of all these things that I've talked about so you can actually see them for yourselves. It's Ayla Anderson, A-Y-L-A-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.net slash Curator's Choice. And I also have a Facebook page if you guys want to um, follow the Facebook Creator's Choice podcast. I have an Instagram as well. And I really just try to post fun little tidbits that might not be included in the podcast or just pictures and things to try to make it a more immersive experience. So thank you guys so much. Look forward to the new year. I've got some really cool stuff planned. I'm going to have some new recording gear because I'm such a fancy podcaster now. And I really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me listening to the podcast. I've gotten some really great feedback that I really appreciate. And um, I'm loving doing this. And I hope that you're loving learning about these museums. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you.